Good morning and welcome to Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. Every Wednesday morning, we check in with David Grising, President and CEO of the BGA, to take a look at government and how open and accountable and transparent it's being and how much it's supposed to be being. Uh, David Grising, welcome back. Great to have you here as always. Hi, Jim. Good to be with you. Well, we start this morning with important news for the BGA, a big addition to the team there. This is a really a, a major step. Yeah, we've uh, we've hired Steve Warmbier, the recently the uh, interim editor of the Chicago Sun Times. Uh, Steve is a journalist with a long track record in investigative reporting. Uh, he was a lead reporter on uh, the the hired truck scandal in Chicago, in which uh, privately owned dump trucks were uh, were getting contracts from the city and wasting taxpayer money uh, in the tens of millions of dollars. And that series uh, ended up with some criminal indictments and people going to jail. And it's typical of the kind of work Steve has done. He's also known as just a really good editor and great working with reporters to get the best out of their stories. We're really uh, excited to have him on board along with uh, Ronnie Ramos, our editor-in-chief, who uh, also has a long history in investigative reporting and comes to us from the Daily Memphian, a digital startup in Memphis. You know, uh, uh, really uh, beefing up the, this team with a lot of heavy hitters there, uh, and it seems like it certainly just uh, further expands your ability to to delve into these uh, major investigations, the sorts of things that daily newspapers used to do in a city like Chicago routinely, but unfortunately have become uh, far less common in recent years. Yeah, they have. And in fact, um, the cutbacks in papers uh, uh, across the state have been just as steep, if not worse, than some of the cutbacks in the major metropolitan centers like the city of Chicago. And we have plans and we're working right now uh, in discussion with uh, newspapers uh, across the state, including in Springfield, um, with regard to projects that we can do together. And we, uh, er early next year, we expect to be providing reporting resources to some of those papers uh, to work with us on statewide investigations. And so you're right to point out that we are increasing our resources and um, uh, we, we expect to be producing some important journalism uh, going forward, just as we do now. It, it's exciting uh, to know that this void is going to be filled and that we will continue to have this kind of in-depth watchdog activity happening because it is necessary. There's no doubt that uh, bad things uh, flourish in the darkness when there is not uh, a, a strong uh, media presence or a watchdog group presence like the BGA to shine light on all of it. So we'll be looking forward uh, to what uh, this team continues to produce, especially now with the new addition of Steve Warmbier this month at the BGA. David Grising's president and CEO of the Better Government Association. We now turn our attention to the ongoing debate over the Safety Act. And David, it's becoming more clear uh, that this act is going to undergo some kind of modification before the uh, cash bail system in Illinois as we know it ends on January first well right uh, clearly the the work is beginning in earnest and uh, it won't be done before the midterm elections but uh, we can expect some changes everybody knew when the safety act passed that there would need to be some trailer bills because the language is overly broad I think the critics have made their point and their point has been heard that some of the language is over overly broad broad with regard to say example uh, flight risks. 
um, and some of the provisions need to be adjusted. That work seems to be underway. There seems there is a push to get most of it done in the veto session, which would be timely, obviously, because the the main provisions of the act uh, take effect as of January first. We're also seeing on the other side of the argument the the notion that. The whole act ought to be repealed. That's the push that we're seeing in some parts of the Republican caucus. Um, that's not going to happen. Uh, it, I, it would be extraordinarily uh, surprising if that were to happen. Uh, the thrust of this bill uh, bringing some sort of some more equity to uh, the prosecution of criminal cases uh, remains intact, but there will be adjustments made um, in the next few weeks as the veto session takes place. It's been fascinating in this process because, as you noted, we saw at the outset here with January 1st approaching uh, this very uh, prominent call to repeal the entire Safety Act, uh, some resistance from the other side. But we have seen uh, recently, I think, a rise in voices that really have taken a more measured approach to this. Here in Sangamon County, our state's attorney, Dan Wright, uh, acknowledges that the cash bail system has a lot of inequity to it, and it's not really uh, appropriate. It's certainly not justice to leave someone behind bars simply because they don't have as much money as another person who's able to get out uh, while they're awaiting trial. So he acknowledges that the cash bail system uh, does need to go, but there just needs to be more clarity in the the conditions under which a judge can detain someone. Uh, It doesn't seem that it was ever the intent of the supporters of this legislation to uh, just uh, allow dangerous people to walk free, but of course the courts are bound by the the letter of the law and not the intent uh, behind it. Uh, and so if that uh, the, the written law is not uh, clear enough, then it is going to have to be modified uh, in order to make sure we don't have those unintended consequences. Yes. And the way the law is written, it, it's a combination of being in some cases too specific. For example, the list of uh, crimes for which people uh, can be held is is um, uh, too narrow that, that there are other crimes for which release would happen that perhaps need a care, more careful look. And then the provisions, for example, with regard to flight risks uh, were overly broad and uh, would allow people, say, for example, with a history of of, of flight from criminal um, cases uh, that, that judges would not be allowed to use that history uh, when considering when when somebody's a flight risk and so um, uh, could rely only on an apparent intent to flee this particular case in this particular time. That was written uh, too narrowly, it seems. And again, these adjustments will be made. And I think uh, we'll come out with a better uh, law by the time it actually is implemented January 1st. We've got more to discuss this morning, including uh, some of the latest from the uh, world of Illinois politics with now just five weeks to go until Election Day. We'll get into that as we continue here with Full Disclosure with David Grising, President and CEO of the Better Government Association. Sunshine, sunshine. Welcome back to Full Disclosure with David Grising, President and CEO of the Better Government Association. David, of course, five weeks to Election Day, uh, and we are just being inundated with uh, campaign commercials. These are all things that should be scrutinized. They should be assessed. Sometimes the claims that are made in them uh, may play a little bit fast and loose with the facts. Uh, One ad this week kind of stands out, a little bit of, of a surprise to see a 
uh, longtime Chicago political reporter on television, Charles Thomas, uh, doing a spot that appears to endorse Darren Bailey. What's interesting to note, and this isn't in any way uh, disclosed in the ad, uh, but that uh, Charles Thomas is apparently being paid by the Dan Proft PAC uh, that, uh, of course, is supporting Darren Bailey. He's being paid as a consultant. And so uh, with the $50,000 payment in hand, uh, he then sat down in front of a camera and talked about how much he trusts Darren Bailey. Right. And uh, Dan Prof's pack, uh, we should note, is called People Who Play by the Rules pack, uh, when in fact they are notable for their uh, breaking uh, many of the conventions of political uh, discourse. Uh, they're the ones behind these fake newspapers that are being distributed, uh, broadsheet political pamphlets uh, made to look like newspapers. And now they've broken another rule here by putting a, a former TV journalist, uh, Charles Thomas, on the air, endorsing um, uh, Darren Bailey and um, uh, apparently having not disclosed other than their uh, Board of Elections disclosure that Mr. Thomas has received a $50,000 payment for consulting services in opposition to Governor J.B. Pritzker. You know, and I want to be clear about this. When we talk about breaking the rules, I mean, these are sort of the norms that we've adopted. But is there a requirement in an ad like that when somebody's on camera uh, and they're touting their support or their faith in a particular candidate? Is there a requirement in Illinois law that they be disclosed if they are, in fact, someone who is on the campaign payroll? No, there there is no such thing. It's uh, it's political free speech, and if somebody is getting paid for it, um, it's not disclosed. But again, you, you pointed out correctly, Jim, that this is a violation of convention of expectations, similar in the way that those fake newspapers, they look a lot like newspapers. They're designed to look like newspapers. Uh, there's nothing uh, illegal about them. It's just misleading. And that's what I would say is the same case with the Charles Thomas ad, uh, one would have the impression he's speaking from the heart, and he may well be speaking from the heart, but there's probably a little bit of an influence on the fact that he's now got $50,000 in his pocket in order to do so. Uh, by the way, you can uh, read David Grising's thoughts on those uh, Dan Prompt pack uh, fake newspapers. It appeared last week in the Chicago Tribune. You can go check that out and uh, read it up. Very good read indeed. Uh, David, before we let you go, we want to turn real quickly, as we've uh, noted, the Better Government Association website, a very valuable resource uh, for the very latest on investigations, articles like the one we just mentioned. Uh, and uh, you recently did a, a look at something. This is pretty interesting. This is a Chicago issue, uh, but it shows the creative ways that government can uh, can try to tackle problems that, that seem pretty persistent and sometimes pretty intractable. Yeah, there's a, a very dangerous situation on the uh, far south uh, uh, regions of Chicago, uh, a place called Big Marsh Park, which has become, in effect, a big dragway, uh, a lot of drag racing going on there. And police have been unable to catch all the all the drivers and what they are now doing instead is ticketing them for parking in bicycle lanes and we found that there have been more than 500 tickets issued uh 280 or seven eight thousand dollars worth of fines since 2020 in the effort to uh cut down on drag racing at the big marsh uh, area it's a great read go check it out at the better government association website david grising we are out of time so how do people reach you and the bga the rest of the week 
I'm at dgreising at bettergov.org. That's D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org. And our website is bettergov.org. And here each week, full disclosure on Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY.